Welcome back to Big Lezzers League in all rugby league experience. Let's go through this magic round, Super Saturday, uh, and obviously there were some big games in this one. Now, the first one, did I think it was going to be as close as it was? Probably not, especially with how unlucky the Warriors were during this game, losing a ton of players. Um, but, you know, they just show a lot of heart. They show a lot of heart, this team, and um, yeah, they were... They, Put up a really strong fight against the Panthers, particularly losing Ed Cozzy, Jackson Forb, uh, Ford, sorry, and then obviously Bunty Alpha during this game as well. I mean, fuck, they should have they should have probably lost by a lot more, but um, yeah, I mean the Panthers they're just not the same team that they were last year and the year before. I just can't see any shades of Panthers from 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. I just can't see it because. You know, they're just not playing the same way. I, I know that they've lost Appy Coruscant and they've lost Viliami Kikau, but, you know, Mitch Kenny's been going all right. So has Sonny Luke coming off the bench. And, uh, you know, Zach Hosking's been fantastic. They're just not the same team. And, um, you know, obviously it's going to take a while to get, you know, used to not having those guys in there. And obviously there was, it was more concerning sort of at the start of the year than it is now. They are starting to play some, some forms of good football. Nathan Cleary getting them through games. But, you know, teams... That were on the bottom of the ladder last year. I mean, they should be pumping these sides by a lot more, particularly this Warriors team that lost Ed Cozzi, Jackson Ford, and Bunty Ofer during the game. And they still didn't manage to, you know, get a big win against them. Now, the Warriors have been fucking outstanding this year. They've been uh, really surpassing a lot of people's expectations. Don't get me wrong. Don't take anything away from the Warriors. The Warriors are fucking unbelievable. And their effort areas, uh, you know, are quadrupled over the past few years. Um, you know, and yeah, just their heart, willingness to put their bodies on the line and, you know, willingness to play for each other as well in this team. It's just such a really strong outfit, the Warriors, this year. Um, but the Panthers, as I said, with all of those guys being out, they should have really beaten this side by 30 or by 40. Like, I would even argue that both Pen- uh, the Broncos and South Sydney are playing fields above the Panthers at the moment. Um, now, don't get me wrong. James Fisher-Harris had a fucking blinder. Uh, Nathan Cleary was outstanding against the Warriors as well. But even that didn't get them a win over 12 points. Like, fuck, I don't understand when they get into finals, if they're playing like this, if they're playing at this level, if they can't go to that next level that we've seen over previous years, do we really think that they're going to be this top echelon team? Now, maybe I'm being a bit too early on. Maybe they're just waiting till finals to go to that next level. I'm not sure, but yeah, fuck, I'm, I'm really surprised that they didn't beat the Warriors by a lot more considering the injuries that they've had uh, and that they have had during this game. It was... Pretty interesting. It was pretty interesting. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, Spencer Lenu, uh, he scored a try in the 75th minute. Also ran for a stack of meters for this team as well, coming off the bench. Played only a few minutes too and absolutely brained it. Absolutely brained it. Spencer Lenu, so credit to him. His try was sensational as well at the back end of this game. This win also just gets them out of, obviously, avoiding three consecutive losses since... 2019, which is, I mean, that's insane. You know, the big streak that they went on where they only had like two or three losses in a year. Um, and and they're, now they're trying to avoid having three losses in a row since 2019. I mean, as I said, there's been a massive shift 
uh, in this team and obviously not playing like they were last year. But as I said, I could be too harsh on the Penrith Panthers. Maybe they were set to plateau a little bit going into this season. Uh, obviously, Dylan Edwards ran for 237 metres with the ball and scored a try. I uh, also produced a try assist, two line breaks and two try saving tackles in this game, which was a sensational effort. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, bit, I'm a bit struck, to be honest, because I don't really know who to pick at fullback for the team of the week. I don't know whether to pick Dylan Edwards. I don't know whether to pick Reese Walsh. I don't know whether to pick Jerome Buller, who had an absolute blinder for the West Tigers in that game, even though it was a close game. Had a blinder. I mean, I don't know who to pick. I really don't. Um, it's going to be a tough decision to make, but I have left a poll up on the story um, yesterday. The po- podcast will be coming out, obviously, tomorrow from when I'm recording this. It'll be coming out on the Monday. Um, but yeah, look, I, I really don't know. It'll be picked by then, but yeah, fuck, it's been hard to pick You know who to put at that fullback jersey. For me... You know, looking at the game that he's had for this side, I'd probably have to go Dylan Edwards. But at the same time, the Panthers probably should have won by a lot more. Um, But anyway, Brian Toto, he ran for 246 metres with the ball and has now scored six tries in his past four games against the Warriors. Uh, Warriors captain Torhu Harris made 48 tackles and carried the ball 132 metres, the most by any of his side's forwards. Fuck, he just has a go, Torhu Harris, and particularly coming back from injury just recently and obviously this reoccurring leg injury. And he just fucking has a crack. I love Torhu Harris at the moment. He's playing some really, really good football. Uh, the Panthers have now won their past seven games against the Warriors as well. The Warriors have only won one um, of their past seven games at Suncorp Stadium. Panthers forwards, Isaiah Yo, 147 metres. Spencer Lenu, 115 metres. Zach Hosking, 106 metres. And Lindsay Smith, 107 metres. And James Fisher-Harris, uh, 104 metres. Each carried the ball for over 100 metres, which is insane. Uh, and obviously, Marcelo Montoya ran for 196 metres with the ball in his hand and scored in his 100th game, sorry, in his 100th game for the Warriors. He didn't score, uh, but yeah, he had a big game. 196 metres looked dangerous every time he had the ball in his hands. Yeah, the Warriors, I mean, fuck, they're having a really good season. They're having a pretty decent season compared to what we all expected from the Warriors this year. And look, I'm very keen to see how the Warriors go over the next few games. But look, good win by the Panthers. But yeah, realistically, should have probably won by a little bit more. Um, The next game, and this was probably my favorite game of the week, right um, next to the Bulldogs v. the Raiders. It was the Sharks for the Dolphins, the Battle of the Wet. Hines wet, obviously, the Battle of the Wet at SeaWorld, at Suncorp Stadium, near SeaWorld, but not too close to SeaWorld. SeaWorld's obviously in the Gold Coast, but, you know, it still is the Battle of the Wet because they're the two water um, mascot-based teams in the competition. So, you know, it is the Battle of the Wet. They should call it the Battle of the Wet. I should probably get paid for making up a slogan there for this battle and the Battle of the Wet. Uh, the NRL should probably hire me on just quietly. But anyway... Um, Sharks v Dolphins, Bain Bennett unearthed a new star uh, in his 900th premiership match as the Dolphins stunned the, the Sharks 36-16 with a performance that suggested he may be coaching better than ever. Now let's talk about this guy, Valence Tawaro, hyped him up on the page. I was thinking, fuck, I hate doing this on the page because I hype people up and then they don't go well. I'm on a, I didn't want to early crow him on his debut. His family was there. I was like, oh, I don't want to early crow this guy. He's a fucking weapon and I do 
not want to, you know, <laughs> really jinx his performance. But uh, he fucking came through. He came through a lot, and, and he had an absolute blinder, absolute blinder um, for this Dolphins outfit. He looked insane. Um, he obviously scored two tries in this game as well and ran for a stack of metres. I think he ran for about 90 metres in this game, which is awesome from Valence Taware. And he's just so hard to handle. Even that try just barged through a bunch of players to score. He is a weapon. He is an absolute weapon. And as I said, fast for his size, super fast for his size. And I think he will secure a starting spot in this team. I really do. I don't think Brenko Lee uh, is going to have that spot for much longer. I think Valence Taware has well and truly locked down that right center spot. And uh, look, I I think that he's going to kill it over the next few weeks. I really, really do. He was awesome in that game. The Sharks missed 36 tackles and completed just 24 from 37 sets compared to 30 of 30 by the Dolphins. 30 of 35 is insane. They only missed five sets out of 35. That's an awesome effort there from the Dolphins against the Sharkies, who obviously look quite good uh, going into this year and have had some pretty decent performances over the past few weeks. Uh, The Dolphins coming out and, you know, in the battle of the wet, just getting a bit extra wet. Just getting a bit extra wet. I could have early crowed the Sharkies too because when I was promoting this game in the Anytime Takes, sorry, uh, I did put a photo of Nico Hines riding a dolphin. Now, does that mean I've early crowed the, the, the Sharkies against the Dolphins? To be honest, I early crowed the Dolphins earlier in the year against the Brizzy Bronx. I may have said Dolphins to win that game at the start of the year and then really badly early crowed the Dolphins. So I guess, does that mean I'm in the clear? Does that mean I'm in the clear now that I've, you know, early crowed the Sharkies to make up for the Dolphins? But does that mean now I have to make up for the Sharkies by early crowing someone else uh, against the Sharkies? I'm not sure. Am I in the wrong? Am I in the right? Let me know if I'm in the wrong or in the right by early crowing the Sharkies here uh, and getting the Dolphins to win. I was talking to a mate the day of the game. I was talking to a mate and I said, mate, listen, listen. Wayne Bennett, never lost in Magic Round. 900th game coaching. Valence Tuare. He goes, nah, Sharks will win, Sharks will win, Sharks will win. I said, mate, Wayne Bennett has not lost in Magic Round. And what happened? Wayne Bennett, he didn't lose again. He didn't lose again. So I was right. My good mate knows who he is. He'll be shaking his head right now. But, um, yeah, a big win by the Dolphins. A statement win too. And obviously, um, you know, Anthony Milford coming off the bench was sensational for the Dolphins. Uh, Really provided a lot of spark. And that second try that he set up for Valence Tawari was unbelievable. Uh, In saying that, Will Kennedy and Ronaldo Molotolo have scored 10 tries in their past eight games now. Obviously scoring tries in this one. The Sharks have now lost five of their past six games at Suncorp Stadium. Should have seen that omen. Uh, and I think one of the moments of the match for me, the one of the moments of the match uh, was Kafusi and that hit on Matt Moylan. That was unbelievable. Kafusi on Moylan. Um, yeah, very surprised over the past few weeks. We've seen crackdowns on shoulder charges and those big hits. A lot of players being sent. Obviously relaxed that this weekend for Magic Round. And yeah, we saw an absolute beauty here. Felice Kafusi on Matt Moylan. That was lovely. Absolutely lovely. Capped off a beautiful night there. Dolphins getting the win over the Sharks. Battle of the wet. NRL should probably pay me for that saying. Because obviously, the next time these two sides meet, they're probably going to use that saying. And I'm going to 100% take ownership now. I'm probably going to have to trademark that saying. Battle of the wet. I'll have to trademark it. 
NRL, come up with some offers. Come up with with some offers, and I'm willing to negotiate for that saying. I'd love to sell it to you, get a bit of coin. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, you're gonna have to pay some big bucks for that one because that took a lot of brain cells to come up with there. Um, Dolphins getting a big win over the Sharkies, love it. And then obviously, you know what I loved a lot more: South Sydney getting a win over the Melbourne Storm. Obviously, being the underdogs in this game, or at least I would call them the underdogs, even though Sportsbet had them the favourites. Storm love winning against South Sydney, and now. South Sydney love winning against the Melbourne Storm and superstars Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell. Are you sick of seeing that hot headline as someone who isn't a South supporter? Well, I'm a South supporter and I love seeing that. Superstars Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell dug deep into their bag of tricks as the Rabbitohs outclassed the Storm 28 to 12 at Suncorp Stadium in Magic Round on Saturday night. Love it, love it, love it. Tom Burgess, look, going for a bit of an aerodynamic look. Uh, going into this weekend uh, in his 219th game. It actually makes him the third most capped South Sydney player of all time behind John Sutton with 336 games uh, and Adam Reynolds, 231. So I've got a few guys to beat there. 218, very close to Adam Reynolds' record there for the most capped South player, uh, but he's got a long way to go to beat Johnny Sutton there with 336 games. Let's see if Tommy Burgess can do it, but fuck he had a game on the weekend. He was awesome. He was awesome. Stacked up a ton of meters uh, off the bench as well, playing, I think he only played like 20 minutes and he was awesome. Absolutely awesome. And as I said, a bit more of an aerodynamic look made him a little bit more dangerous. Did make him a little bit more dangerous there. Uh, wasn't expecting him to go bored because I literally saw him at work, I think two days before the game. And he had a full head of hair then. So to see him going into that game completely bald, uh, it was a bit of a shock. But as I said, aerodynamic look made him play better. It just is what it is. Uh, the Storm had 50%, 54% possession sorry, of the ball and completed 19 out of 20 22 sets in the first half, but could not crack South's line until the 36th minute. Out of fans, South Sydney defense. Now, unbiasedly, unbiasedly, I always talk about South Sydney unbiasedly. I'm never biased about any team whatsoever. But South Sydney's defense over the past few weeks has been absolutely phenomenal. It has been unbelievable. Uh, and obviously, defending their line, um, South Sydney, they were unbelievable to not get cracked when. You know, Storm are completing at a high percent, a percentage sorry, uh, and have the majority of the ball, and for them not to go through us until the 36th minute was super impressive. Uh, Remus Smith's first half try was his first try since round one last season. Obviously, he had a massive stint out with injury, uh, so good on him for getting a try in this game. Uh, Liam Knight entered the game in the 34th minute uh, for his NRL for his first NRL game sorry since round 11 last year. He had 11 runs for 67 metres in 27 minutes of the game. Um, look, I think that was a pretty solid stint there from Liam Knight and just coming back uh, into this side, uh, you know, last playing round 11 last year, I thought it was a pretty solid effort. Uh, the crowd of 50,183 packed into Suncorp Stadium uh, for the second night of Magic Round. The Storm had lost four of their past five games at Suncorp. Uh, and obviously Tom Burgess, uh, as I said, huge off the bench with 139 minutes in with for, from 14 runs. Uh, Trent Lorio put in a strong 73-minute performance for the Storm with 13 runs for 126 metres, including 31 post-contact metres. Uh, skipper Cam Murray, he suffered a head cut late in the match and was sent for a HIA. Uh, Rabideau's fullback, Latrell Mitchell, has scored 78 points in his past five games. I'll read that again. Latrell Mitchell has scored 78 points 
in his past five games. That is insane. Uh, and Cody Walker and Latrell have now had four try assists between them uh, for the Rabbitohs in this game as well, which was pretty impressive there. South Sydney with a big performance against the Melbourne Storm. Big win, 28-12. Um, and yeah, look, oh, what a great way to win the Super Saturday uh, in this one for Magic Round. Oh, well, yeah.